0: You're listening to Classroom Confessions with Katie Smith, a podcast where teachers share advice, encouragement, and the realities of today's classroom. Hi everyone, happy Friday. Welcome back to Classroom Confessions, or welcome if you've never been here. I want to apologize if you've never been here. Today's going to be kind of a heavy topic So um, if this is your first time, I suggest probably going back and listening to one of the first couple of episodes. Today's episode is very heavy. Um, For those of you listening with little ones in the car, I would maybe not. um, That's just my disclaimer. Before I let you know what we're going to talk about today, I do want to tell you my rose, thorn, and bud because we do that every week. Um, but my rose this week is that it's quarter three and it's done which means Tuesday when we go back to school it's quarter four nine weeks and we are out um my thorn this week is the kids have just been really difficult I know that was my thorn last week but I just don't know I don't know so there's gonna be some resets going on in the next couple of days and We have a three-day weekend this weekend at my school. We got an extra day, and they put it this weekend, so I have a three-day weekend. Um, This is my bud, something I'm looking forward to, Um, so I'm going to go home and see my brother and my nephew and my other brother and my sister-in-law and my babs, Uh, so that should be really fun. Um, So today for episode 21, we're getting into something that is a hot topic. Um, we're, I'm going to talk about gun violence today, specifically gun violence in schools, specifically my experience with them. Um, this is my own experience. This is what I have experienced and this is what I have researched. So I want to say that there is so much more information out there and so many different experiences dealing with gun violence, um, that I can't even begin to understand or comprehend. And there is so much research and information out there that this is just what I could consume. And so that's what it is. And so this isn't, I'm not an expert on this topic. I don't claim to be an expert on this topic. But this, I'm going to talk about what I know, what I understand, and my personal experience with it, and why I decided I wanted to do this topic. Um, And I'm sure I'll get some things wrong, but just let me know and I'll correct them. So I'm a history teacher, so I want to start with looking at the history. Um, When the topic of gun violence comes up, Many people revert back to the Second Amendment. So I want to remind you guys that the Second Amendment is part of our Bill of Rights. Um, We have a constitution, which is the foundation for our government, and then we have amendments to the constitution or changes. And one of those changes um, is the Second Amendment. It was ratified in 1791. And so it was post-American revolution. You have these men who just fought in a war to get rid of a tyrant and a crazy controlling government, and they wanted to make sure that they could protect themselves. So we're going to start with what the Second Amendment says. So the Second Amendment, I'm going to quote it for you, says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So here we are 200 plus years later and people are like, well, what does that mean? Do you have to be in a militia? Can anybody own a gun? Who gets to decide who owns guns? And so part of the problem is, is that the Supreme Court never ruled on what the Second Amendment has meant. There's never been a case that's gone to the Supreme Court until 2008, and I'll get to that. But there had never been a case where the Supreme Court ruled on the meaning of the Second Amendment. So I'm not going to tell you that guns back then were different than our guns now, even though it's true. And I'm not going to tell you that guns back then had terrible aim or took at least a minute to load the second shot which is also true. But those arguments fall on deaf ears. The only argument people stand by is what the Second Amendment says. So we're going to talk about what the Supreme Court says, and I'm going to talk about my opinion of what the Supreme Court says, and then I'm going to let you talk to the people in your lives about this issue because we need to be talking about it. So up until the 2008, the Supreme Court had not ruled on a case dealing with the Second Amendment. So in 2008, the Supreme Court heard a case Heller versus D.C., um, and they were listening to the case to determine if the um, if the District of Columbia had violated the Second Amendment because they had outlawed handguns. And so in 2008, the Supreme Court finally delivered an opinion on what the Second Amendment meant. And so prior to this, the lower courts had typically interpreted the Second Amendment to mean that militias were allowed to have guns, but not necessarily individuals. It depended on the court you went to. But typically, the lower courts had decided that it was just for militias. So um, in 2008, the Supreme Court delivered a decision. And I don't know if you've ever read a Supreme Court decision, but it was kind of interesting. They take apart every meaning of the word. And they super dissect the punctuation um, of whatever they're interpreting. So I'm going to read you the Second Amendment again, and then I'm going to tell you what the Supreme Court decided, and then we're going to get into that a little bit. So the Second Amendment, with punctuation, says, a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, The right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed, period. So the question was, is, does that mean that only a militia can have guns? Or does that mean that militias and individuals can have guns? And so in 2008, when Scalia delivered the opinion, he said that militias and individuals had the right to own guns, so in 2008, the Supreme Court finally said yes, it is everybody has the right to own weapons whether you're in a militia or not. So in the written opinion, Scalia says everybody can own weapons because what if the country comes under attack? We need everybody needs to be prepared. And also in the same opinion, So he says, everybody should own weapons to protect our country. But in the same opinion, he wrote, and I quote, Indeed, it may be true that no amount of small arms could be useful against modern-day bombers and tanks. So me, in my mind, in Katie's brain, I am going, So you're saying that everybody can own weapons, but it's not really going to do anything. So there's not really any point to owning weapons but you can own them that's that's my interpretation of this in the oral presentation of the argument so i listened to the or to the opinion the oral presentation of the opinion they say and i quote this comes from their website undoubtedly some think that the second amendment is outmoded in a society where standing armies in pride of our nation where a well trained police force provide personal security and where gun violence is a serious problem that is perhaps debatable but what is not debatable is that it is not the role of this court to pronounce the second amendment extinct so Scalia is saying there's issues with this it's outmoded gun violence is a problem We have a military in the United States. We have police forces in the United States. There is really some issues here with people owning weapons. But it's not our job to get rid of the Second Amendment. So props to Scalia for knowing his place in the government and what his job is because the Supreme Court just interprets laws Some people in office don't know what their job is. But the Supreme Court's job is to unbiasedly um, interpret the Constitution, regardless of your political party. So props to Scalia for saying that's not our job. But it's so confusing because he's saying that everybody can own weapons, but you don't really need them to protect yourself anymore. So basically, he's saying, in my opinion, Congress, step up do what you got to do to get rid of this amendment because we don't really need it. It's not really necessary. We have police, we have a military, and gun violence is an issue. In 2008, he says gun violence is an issue. In 2008, the Supreme Court justice said gun violence is an issue. We are in 2020. That's 12 years. And nothing has been done to stop gun violence. Like, what? This is crazy to me. So, the Supreme Court opinion just baffles me because, to me, if I read it, it's contradictory. But the Supreme Court did what they were supposed to do and they said everybody can own weapons. Cool. So, for those of you who don't know me or haven't listened, I live in Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas during one October. Let me tell you, probably one of the scariest nights of my life because I have friends who worked on the strip and they were texting me that there were shooters in their hotels and they were locked in a freezer. Staying up till 2 o'clock in the morning trying to make sure all your friends got home. Like that is not a feeling that I wish on anybody. I've also been in a lockdown for four hours. While the cops searched our campus for someone with a weapon. And this is when I was student teaching. It's like, hi, welcome to teaching. Technically, it wasn't even student teaching, I was observing. Hi, welcome to teaching. Here's SWAT coming through to clear your classroom. Girl has to go to the bathroom in the closet. And I teach middle school, so these are 11 to 14 year olds, and this is their reality. This is their reality that SWAT has to clear the classroom because there's someone with a gun on campus. So Supreme Court 2008 says people can own weapons. Doesn't matter what they own, they can own weapons. Um, so what made me want to talk about this is I was sitting at my house on a Thursday night in November. I've been wanting to talk about this since November. And I got a text from a parent that I used to work for. He used to be my boss. And it's a screenshot of a Snapchat. And he texts me and says, this was on social media. I'm not sure what to do with it. The screenshot of the Snapchat said, I'm coming up to the school tomorrow with my dad's AK-47 to shoot up the school. I teach at a middle school. I teach eleven to fourteen-year-olds. Do you know how quickly that Snapchat spread? Everybody knew. It was on social media, parent forums. Students were seeing it not only on Snapchat but on Instagram. Everybody was sharing this. After receiving the message, I was on edge. I've never experienced anything to that level before. I text my principal. He said he already knew. Authorities had been notified. Um, I submitted any images that came in from that parent to Safe Voice, which is our anonymous reporting system that goes directly to everybody else, all the admin at the school and then the local police and our school police. So I su- I did what I was supposed to do. I submitted it to who I was supposed to submit it to. So I was so on edge I couldn't even sleep. I went to bed I woke up. I took my time getting ready for work. We hadn't heard anything yet from our principal, and he's great with communication. He is, like, on it. Um, I chose my outfit carefully. I made sure I had a jacket that had pockets. I made sure I had shoes that were comfortable. Um, And I took my time getting to work. I didn't want to be there. I get to work fairly early, but five minutes before I got to work that day, we got a voicemail from our principals saying that, um, police would be on campus that day. Um, I found out once I got to school, they didn't know who sent it. Um, the Snapchat didn't belong to anybody at our school. Then the student name didn't register with anyone at our school or in the district, they they didn't know who it was. Um, later, we found out that it. it they just couldn't trace it. Um, and I was a ball of nerves. Our school attendance that day was below half. We have 2,000 kids on our campus. Um, it was insane to see how many kids had stayed home or how many parents came to pick up their kids once they got the message in the mornings just saying police would be on campus. I am a teacher. I have a master's degree. I went to school to learn how to teach history, how to engage students, how to build relationships, how to increase students' reading and writing skills. I'm not trained on how to calm students when they are nervous that they're going to get shot at school. I'm not trained how to be stoic when crises are going on. Because me, I was nervous as heck. I had notified my brothers and dad the night before. I didn't tell my mom because I didn't want her to freak out. She's a teacher too. Um, My brothers didn't want me to go to school. They wanted me to call out. Um, As soon as I got to school, I put my car keys in my jacket pocket. I put my ID card, my credit card, and my health card in another pocket in my jacket. And I had my phone on me all day. Because I was worried. I thought if something goes down and I have to leave, I don't want to think about do I have everything I need. Nope. Nope. Didn't even want to think about it. So I wanted to be ready to go. It wasn't probably until after fifth period. We have six periods in the day. After fifth period, I I was pretty calm. But up until then, not so much. I'm a teacher. I'm trained to teach. I don't want to have to worry about gun violence on my campus. I don't want to have to go through drills where students are required to lay on the ground silently, told don't get on your devices, you could tell a shooter where we are, tell them don't text your parents, don't text anybody, don't make any noise because it'll tell shooters where we are and they could find us. I shouldn't have to calm students down after a drill. Not a real situation, a drill because they are scared. But I do. I have to do active shooter drills. I have to make sure my doors locked. I have to make sure the students have recovered when the drill is done. I don't know how the students feel, but my heart rate goes through the roof when we're in an active shooter drill and someone is banging on and pulling on my door to make sure it's locked. The anxiety is insane. So, that's what made me want to do a podcast talking about that. Talking about gun violence. Because I don't think people know. I don't think my brothers knew until it happened. Since that threat in November, we have had one, two, three additional threats, I believe. Um, A social media one and two written on bathroom stalls. And that's just not something that we should have to deal with. My principal shouldn't have to deal with it. My AP shouldn't have to deal with it. It's just not something that we should have to deal with in 2020. I'm not saying that getting rid of guns and gun control laws will stop school shootings. They've been happening since the 1800s. But I do think it would help. So another thing that motivated me to talk about this was um, a social media movement. It started on Instagram, started by uh, two teachers that I follow on Instagram. Their accounts are Teaching Saves Lives and That Awkward Teacher. If you're not a teacher, you can't follow Teaching Saves Lives. Sorry. If you are a teacher, go follow her. She is amazing. Um, And so they did a fundraiser after the Saugus uh, California shooting um, with t-shirts and sweatshirts that said, I don't want to die at school. And the hope was that teachers like myself would wear these outside of campus, um, off school grounds, obviously, and hopefully start conversations with people about this issue. Um, and so that also inspired me to talk about this. I know teachers get it. Um, so share this with, your, with people who aren't teachers so they can hear a teacher's perspective if you don't want to share your own. Um, so in 1998, we had the very first, not the very first, sorry, school shootings have been happening since the 18th century, so 1700s, and they've been taking place since then. But in 1998, we had the largest school shooting to date in Littleton, Colorado. Since the Columbine shooting in Colorado, there have been over 230 school shootings, with the most recent mass shooting taking place in Parkland, Florida. 230. And Congress has not done a single thing to protect people. And now, with the 2008 Supreme Court ruling, people feel like they can own whatever guns they want because the Supreme Court said so and don't infringe on my rights. Well... I'm here to tell you, your rights maybe need to be infringed upon because there are people who are getting their hands on weapons and using them for not what they are intended for. But I hunt. You don't need an AK-47. But I want to protect my family. You don't need an AK-47. But, but, but. Like the Supreme Court said, you're not going to stop a tank. It's just not going to happen. So long story short, there's a gun problem in America, in the United States of America. Do I own a gun? No. Have I shot a gun? Yes. Do members of my family own guns? Yes. Do I have family members who shouldn't own guns? Yes. Yes. And I'm not trying to say that all guns should be outlawed. I get it. People want to protect their families. I hear you. I get it. My neighbor was shot on my doorstep when I was living in an apartment. He survived. Shot in the arm. But that is some scary stuff. I am here to say that not everybody should own a gun. There needs to be safeguards put in place. There needs to be background checks. There needs to be laws to protect people. People are afraid of gun control laws. Don't take away our rights. Let me tell you, there have been gun control laws since guns were allowed. Post-Civil War, there were black codes put in place so freed slaves and black Americans couldn't own guns. The white people did not want black people owning guns. So there were gun control laws. Crazy, right? Crazy. The other thing I find interesting is that the NRA is really against gun control. But the NRA wasn't founded to make sure people could own guns. The NRA was founded after the Civil War so that men could shoot better. So when they went to fight in war... They were prepared. They weren't, the NRA was not formed to protect all gun owners. It was formed so that people could learn how to use guns. So, you're like, Katie, what the heck? You just told us all this information. What do you want me to do with this? And I'm going to say I don't think owning more guns is the answer. I don't think giving teachers weapons is the answer. I don't want to be in charge of a gun. Are you joking? No, no, thank you. I do think that Congress needs to start doing their job. I do think Congress needs to stop listening to the NRA. I do think Congress needs to start protecting the kids of America, of the United States of America. So, If you're a teacher listening to this, I encourage you to talk to your friends and relatives so they know your experience. If you don't want to talk to them, share my podcast. That way you don't have to do it, but hopefully I'm getting across some of the same sentiments you had. If you're not a teacher listening to this, talk to a teacher you know. Ask them what they feel about gun violence in schools, because I bet you, you don't even know. I bet you it's more than you think. I also want to encourage anybody who's listening to this to lobby your Congress members. Blow up those emails. Blow them up. And it could be as simple as, please institute gun control because I don't want to die at school. Sincerely, a teacher in America. I know today's topic was tough. Um, If you want to talk more about it, You can find me on Instagram at Classroom Confessions Podcast. You can email me at podcast at kdmsmith.com. So the email address is podcast at kdmsmith.com. You can leave a review if you want. Um, But I just wanted to do this specific episode so that people could talk about it. It's hard to talk about. So, I hope that this episode helps you. Um, I do want to leave you with your weekly affirmation because you deserve it. You are out there in the trenches kicking butt every week, every day, every hour, every class period, every second. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And I'm feeling that pain with you guys right now. So, you are alive. You are kind. You are patient. You are wonderful. You are fearless. You are important. You can teach anything. You can be anything. And you are changing the world. You're doing the damn thing. You made it another week. Bye, y'all.